Hi everyone, and welcome to the second episode of the ADEA podcast series for 2018. My name's Jan Orford, and I'll once again be your host today. I'd like to introduce you to Rachel Critchell. Rachel's a very experienced CDE and mentor, and over the next 20 minutes, I'll be talking to her about how she thinks um, about uh, appraising her own knowledge and skills to effectively grow as a CDE. Hi, Rachel. Thank you for your time today. Hi, Jan. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. I'd like to start the session by asking you some questions about this topic. And the first question is, can you tell me what you do on an ongoing basis to ensure your growth as a CDE? Well, I'm really focused on my professional development and both the continuous development of my current skills but also learning new skills. So to do this, I undertake a few different strategies. One is I look out for specific training opportunities. Um, I am a mentor in both uh, a formal way, but also in in a casual way. And I am mentored by my peers as well. And I take the opportunity to attend workshops, seminars and updates. Okay, Rachel, I understand you're often working alone and I, I just wonder how that impacts on your professional development. So in both my roles within both the public health system and as a private practitioner, I'm often working alone. So networking is really important to me. So to do that, um, I attend various things. So for example, the state ADEA meetings. And this gives me opportunity to talk to my peers, to find out what they're doing, and possibly to see how I can do things differently. So what sort of strategies do you use to develop your skills and knowledge then? To develop both my personal and professional skills, I carefully choose what activities I'm going to do to help me achieve my goals. So, for example, this year I have joined the ADEA Education Reference Group really to learn how podcasts and webinars work and what goes on behind the scenes and to see if I can use these skills in my work to develop what I'm doing. I also became a committee member um, of the Advanced Practice Nurse Group to improve my committee skills and to contribute in shaping the future of advanced practice nurses. I said yes to undertaking some holiday relief to help me develop my leadership and management skills. And next year I've committed myself to a postgraduate certificate in leadership and management. And I guess it's really important as well to note that one other skill that you need to develop is the ability to say no to things also. Let me know how you do, you learn how to say that. I've never <laughs> learned in 40, 40 odd years, so good luck with that one. <laughs> Rachel, are there any tools you use when you appraise your knowledge and skills? So within my organisation that I work in, we undertake mandatory professional appraisals and We have recently just adopted um, a self-appraisal tool and that helps us identify our knowledge deficits. So how often do you reflect on your knowledge and skills then? So I undertake informal um, self-assessment and reflection of my performance as a CDE all the time. So when, when you have a great consultation with a client, 
I look at, well, what went well, um, and you feel great that everything's gone fantastically. When the consultation doesn't go so well and it's challenging, I question what can I have done differently. So in, in a lot of cases, that can be daily self-reflection, really. I think it's also really important that we set aside time to formally review annual goals. So I do this quarterly in my private practice just to make sure that I'm heading in the right direction and that I've got the skills and knowledge to achieve the goals that I've set. In my public hospital role, I meet with my manager annually and work through a very similar process of how am I going to achieve the goals that I've set for that year. So I guess one of the more difficult areas is around that of reflective practice. Um, how do, does it actually um, help you in, in your work? So reflective practice helps me identify areas that I might need to work on. It also helps me identify areas that I'm doing well in, in order to practice at an appropriate level in the workplace. So an example of this is that just in this year, I've significantly changed my goals in my private practice because I discovered the goals that I had set at the beginning of the year were not really the direction I wanted to be involved in. So as a consequence, I changed my goals and started to develop new knowledge and skills that are more relevant to my private practice. So Rachel, how do you think the National Competency for CDEs document will assist you in, in appraising your own knowledge and skills then? So firstly for me, the document provides that core competency framework from novice to expert practitioner level across the five domains. And it shows us examples of how we might achieve that progression. But more importantly, it helps us to reflect on the levels of competency we need dependent upon our role and discipline in the workplace. So for example, I might determine that I need to develop my basic core competence in research and quality improvement. And to do that, I might choose to become involved in a research project or act as a lead in a quality project, and that's going to assist me. And I did just notice that came up on my email, the ADEA is doing a webinar series around research. So I've popped those dates in my calendar so that that can assist me. So having said that, my basic poor competency in the other domains might be fine in my current role. So in summary, what it allows us to do is ensure that we've got basic skills, but it also allows us to become more competent and even expert in certain domains. And it's not a linear process across all the domains, it changes. Thanks, Rachel. We've obviously covered um, quite a bit of information today. And I just wonder if you could tell me for our members what your three take-home messages are, if you like, for, for them. I guess my three take-home messages are, number one, use an appraisal tool so that you can sit down and reflect on what you want to learn for the year and how you're going to do that. Number two, reflection throughout the year to see if you're on track to achieve your goals. Number three, lifelong learning. Step outside of your comfort zone and start saying yes to things and see where those decisions take you. Rachel, thank you so much for your time today.
Thank you, Jan. It's been great. It's, it's been great for us too, hearing about how you appraise your skills. And I'm sure that this podcast has helped others to think about and reflect on their knowledge and skills and to use the new competencies for diabetes educators to improve their competency skills as a CDE. I want to thank all of you members out there for taking the time to listen to this podcast. And we look forward to you joining us again next fortnight when we'll be discussing how you can use the national competencies for credential diabetes educators to assist in the clinical supervision of peers or junior staff. Thank you and goodbye.